0: what's up everybody and welcome in to episode three of the open mic podcast i'm sean redden joined as always every episode with nick giuliano and we are brought to you every week by Viget sports come join me nick and the rest of the sportsman content crew on Viget. Viget is a new social media platform for sports bettors. If you want to get information on what games to play or pass on information, then this is the app for you. You can post about the games and see what others are saying on your feed. One thing I personally love about the Viget app is the free betting contest. It costs $0 to enter, and you can win Bigot coins that can be redeemed for prizes, such as Amazon gift cards and other cool things. You can also bet head-to-head against your friends for Viget coins. So many ways to win without spending a dollar of your money. Download the Viget app for free in your app store using referral code UC Sports, and I'll see you over there.
1: What's good, Nick? What's going on? I'm I, on on a, on a side on a side note, man. I'm I'm hearing a lot of talk about these red hot locks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of talk, man. What's going on?
0: You know, I mean, it's a strange football season. A lot of, lot of crazy variables that you got to take into effect. Teams don't really have a home field advantage anymore, with the no fans in the building or limited fans in the building. So it kind of throws everything off. And then you don't now there's new shit that you got to worry about with players being inactive for. And um, it's been a strange season. But yeah, you know if you listen to the Green Zone every week, as I know you do, plug talk, then you would know. That i'm still in the profits, we were 10 games above 500 for the red hot locks coming into this week and had another winning weekend. So we're still above the board last year check my numbers check my check record hit at 67% and like I told my my listeners we're going to beat that this year.
1: Going so for 70 know?
0: yeah you know we, we it's a everybody's gotta adjust there ain't nobody out there crushing it right now with only a couple losses. Because um, it's a strange year, especially with college football. College football has been an absolute shit show. You saw that this weekend with multiple top ten teams going down.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't touch college football. I don't. Yeah,
0: see, I'm a, I'm a degenerate. I touch anything I can. <laughs> pause. No R. Kelly shit. I'm just.
1: Yeah, big pause on that. I missed it.
0: Yeah, sports betting wise, sports betting wise, I, I get action on anything I can. I love I love the sweat. I love the adrenaline rush of watching the game, and um. Uh, but you know, we're gonna keep giving you these red hot locks every week, and we're gonna keep winning money. That's just what it is. But real quick, breaking right. news. That's all. That's,
1: that's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear, man. I need. To, no, I got. Build, you. build the confidence back up.
0: Yeah, you are. We back. You're back.
1: You're <laughs> back.
0: All right, but real quick, actually, while we just started the show, there was breaking news via Adam Schefter. We were gonna talk about this. Uh, later in the show on Trade Talks, but Le'Veon Bell has just been released by the New York Jets. No! Yeah, no Trade Talks for Le'Veon Bell. They have just outright released him.
1: Oh, man.
0: So I guess they're going to be eating that cap, and that guaranteed money, which is crazy.
1: Well, Well, I mean, you know, it would have been almost impossible for to find a trade partner to, to take on that contract. Like the, right. the Jets the Jets are gonna have to eat money no matter what. So 100%, say they
0: trade but you probably trade, got some picks back.
1: Yeah he could have got some picks back maybe like a fifth rounder at, at fourth or fifth at the best. You know I mean I, I don't I don't see anything more than a than a fourth rounder for him. Right. But then you'd also the Jets would probably also have to eat probably five, six, seven million million off off that off that contract.
0: How, how excited? How do you? How excited do you think Jets fans were last year? Team knowing they had Jamal Adams, yeah. one of the top top three safeties in the NFL, mainly an in the box safety. So people people tend to not give him his credit because they're like, oh, he don't have any interceptions. He don't have this. He don't have that. He's an in the box safety. He's a dog. Everybody knows that. If you if, mm-hmm. you if you know football, you know what Jamal Adams does. But the mm-hmm. team had Jamal Adams. They signed C.J. Mosley. Yep. And then they brought in Leveon Bell had the highest salary cap hit of any running back in the NFL. And now you're not even a full 2 years into that, Jamal Adams and Leveon Bell are both already gone.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's amazing. I mean just I mean just earlier in the season Leveon was 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 kind of talking shit about Jamal Adams. Saying that, how he, you know, oh, he recruited me to get, he recruited me here, and then he bitches his way out between. But then, you know, th- that's what these guys do. They, they, they tweet their and fuck their way out It's the situations they don't want to be in. And I don't blame Le'Veon at all. I mean, the, the Jets is an absolute shit show, on at, on all levels. From, and, from the- and to be
0: honest, I don't know if Le'Veon necessarily wanted to be out. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of made known last year that Adam Gase didn't really fuck with. Him. No, no, he they didn't they definitely- the Jets to sign him.
1: Nah, they didn't fuck with each other at all. I mean, the the, the usage of Le'Veon Bells didn't make sense, uh, but like you said, that wasn't Adam Gase or or even Joe Douglas's guy that they brought in and gave all that money to. And, right, and even and you know, and when once once new regimes come in with head coaches and new GMs that come in. They're not entitled to those guys because they didn't draft them. Like, they don't have any stock in Sam Darnold. That wasn't their pick. So they damn well can probably say, all right, Sam, you know, we tried it out. We didn't really give you a whole bunch of weapons, but you didn't really show as much. You haven't really progressed. Uh, A lot of other QBs, I wouldn't say a lot of the QBs, but there's QBs out there that that are doing better with, you know, with just as much talent as we have. You know, let's take Trevor Lawrence. Right.
0: That's that's kind of that's it's I I'm shocked that he got released, but now that he is a free agent, let's talk about some possible landing spots for Pittsburgh. Le'Veon
1: Bell. Pittsburgh.
0: Honestly, though, I mean, me and you both aren't fans of James Conner.
1: Nah. <laughs> no, yeah, he had a good season. We'll give it up to him. You know, he 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 beat the big casino, but. You know, so as, as far as I mean, I have Steelers fans. I know Steelers that are diehard Steelers fans that don't like them. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, it was a good story, like we said, like you just hit on. But when it comes down to being every down back week in and week out, I don't think Connor is the guy. I think he's more of just like a short yardage guy. Yeah. Um, but the Steelers honestly would be a really good fit for Le'Veon Bell.
1: They they would. Uh, I think I think Buffalo would be a good fit too.
0: Buffalo would be a great fit.
1: You know, oh, that and, I, and even I know they have, a, they have a running back there, but he he isn't really doing much right now this year as as far as last year. But what about Arizona?
0: I literally, you just stole my number one spot for him. Not that I'm saying he's going to go there, but that would be my favorite spot yeah. for Le'Veon Bell. He could get a two-headed monster going with Kenyon Drake, and Kenyon yep. Drake is, has been super disappointing this year. He's yeah. getting outplayed by, by Chase Edmonds. Um, I think that would be a really good spot for him, and then even even another team out west. What about the Los Angeles Rams if they're able oh. to get him on a if they're able to get him on a uh, on a lower contract? Because obviously they let go of Todd Gurley. They got Cam Akers who they drafted this year, and then Darrell Henderson who they drafted a year ago. Um, but Le'Veon Bell definitely gives them a veteran presence and a more reliable back than what they have now.
1: For sure, but see, I, I don't, I don't know the answer to the question. You probably do. So since since he got released, a team that signs him, they're not entitled to his previous contract, correct?
0: Negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They can sign. They can sign him to a one year, one million dollar deal if they want.
1: All right. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say because I know the, thing, Rams, the, the Rams. The Rams. The Rams have owed, a big cap problem.
0: Yeah. The only thing he's owed, I believe, the. The Jets have to give him all of his guaranteed money.
1: Yeah. I think it was – how much guarantee was it? I think it was probably like 30-something. Yeah. And then, 30.
0: Whatever, and then whatever was left on his deal, because they released him, they got to pay the penalty or whatever. Yeah. But and funny whatever. thing,
1: Le, Le'Veon Le, – I see Le'Veon a, a lot – not a lot, but during the offseason, I saw him a lot. And he, goes, he trains in my gym right here in North Jersey – uh, as well as Quinn and Williams, but Le'Veon was—he was getting in really good shape, and he wasn't in good shape before the season started until, until he tweaked, tweaked his hamstring. But uh, I mean, you know, he—he—he—he got—he got himself ready to play this year, hoping you know he could turn it around because a lot of guys were down on him, saying he's not that guy anymore. You know, that year off kind of hurt him, and you know, may, may, maybe maybe it, maybe it did a little bit. I mean, he's 28, right? He's 28 now. So he's definitely on the downside of his career as far as running backs because running backs don't last that long. Right.
0: But he did he did take a year off, so he don't have necessarily all the wear and tear no. that, uh, that a running back his age would have. Um, but And I still think he's a player. I still think I, he's on my fantasy team. He's on a couple of them, actually. Um, so I'm actually super excited to see him going to be headed somewhere else other than New York. And for selfish reasons – for my fantasy team-wise, I would yeah. love it to be Arizona and get him in that offense. I think he could really thrive, especially as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, I would love to see that. Steelers would be another great fit, as you pointed out. And then I also like the Los Angeles Rams as a spot for him. Um, what about the so Chargers? The Chargers, I mean, they have Josh Kelly now as their guy, the rookie they drafted this year, with Austin Eckler out. I think it would just depend on how long yeah. Eckler's out for and how much do you think you're actually going to compete this year. Because while Justin Herbert is absolutely balling this year and looks like yeah. a shoe in for um, AFC rookie of the year, mm-hmm. um, they're still one and four. I
1: yeah. mean, they're in a
0: lot of games. They lose a lot of tight games. But And you're playing in a division where the Raiders look like they're actually pretty good this year. And then you have the Kansas City Chiefs. Now what if what if the Chiefs are a spot? Because right now oh, they gosh. really only have Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the rookie. And he's not he's not really like an every down back in my opinion. No,
1: no, he's not. And,
0: and you see that so far this year. I mean he came in and absolutely balled uh week one versus that Texans team, but the Texans stink. And he hasn't really done much since besides he catches a high volume of passes, but he don't really their running game has been non-existent, and I think that really killed them this, this past weekend, especially versus the Raiders, and it puts a lot of shit on Mahomes' shoulders. And we know Mahomes can handle it, obviously, but when teams can just sit back and don't have to worry about a run game, it kind of limits your offense, even when you have a guy like Pat Mahomes. I think Le'Veon Bell would actually be a really good guy to bring in and have him actually try to tutor Clyde Edwards-Hilaire.
1: That would certainly be a good fit, but let me ask you this: What about the Eagles?
0: I would one hundred percent take a shot. Le'Veon Bell is better than. No,
1: Gordon knowing, Clement. knowing, knowing the limited playmakers that we have in our offense right now.
0: Yeah, I would actually sign him and put him at slot receiver. because yeah. of how good a receiver he is, and the same thing like I just said with the the of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. If you get Le'Veon Bell in here, that's just somebody, and I think Miles Sanders plays a lot like Le'Veon Bell.
1: Definitely, most yeah,
0: they're um, I very think their similar. Games resemble each other a lot, and I would a hundred percent take him in here. But the only the only reason I would be slightly against it is because Doug Peterson is allergic to running the football. Um, yeah. So maybe getting a guy like Le'Veon Bell in here might, and knowing he has him and Miles Sanders might force their hands. But I mean the Eagles no matter what like even when Wentz was struggling in the first couple of weeks cuz I I think Wentz looked really good on Sunday versus Steelers. We are me and you talked about how me and you both think they're the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and then he looked really good against the 49ers the week before that. Um but last week was not on Wentz or the offense. You can't score 29 points and on the on the best defense in the NFL and lose the game. That's a game although
1: although I, I I may I may re, I may go back on on my word about them being the best defense in the NFL because they gave up a, a a huge day to a practice squad player.
0: Hey. Ten
1: ten for a buck fifty and a touchdown. I mean, if you're the best defense in the NFL, you can let it happen.
0: But yo, they, my, yo, the Eagles' offense said the best defense in the NFL.
1: Oh. Oh. <laughs> nah, oh. but he was he was he was definitely balling out there. And I was, you know, it was good to see a receiver actually making plays and, and and catching some passes.
0: But if you but to get back to the original point, um, maybe having Le'Veon Bell and Miles Sanders will make Doug Peterson run the football. Because like I said, even when Wentz was struggling in the first couple of weeks, he's still throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game. And I'm dude. like, bro, you gotta you gotta help help him out.
1: Dude, dude like you can you can get mixy with those two men in the backfield at the same time.
0: One hundred percent. I mean, I would, I would. I'm all for it. I'm a hundred percent for it. Especially now that you don't got to trade for it. Just, and pay exactly. That
1: college, you can just sign think about for
0: whatever you want.
1: Doug would have to, you know, go in his office, bury himself in, in his in his in his play sheet, come up with a new offensive scheme, just like how he did when Nick Foles took over Carson Wentz. You know, they had to come up with a new a new scheme with the, with the RPO because that's what, what he sold at. Right. So maybe you, if you bring in Le'Veon Bell, they would have to you know come up with like a, like a two back system because they're both great at catching catching the ball out of the backfield. Right. And you'd be able, I'll be able to open up the the passing game. One hundred percent.
0: One hundred percent. I'm all for Le'Veon Bell to Philly, um, but that that. Is that a move that they would do? Who knows? It could Pro- be just probably what this not. Probably needs. not. No, nah, it makes sense. So, so why would No, Al- it definitely makes real?
1: sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how he runs a team, apparently, anyway, right?
0: What about what about the Buccaneers? I mean, they already signed every other that <laughs> <team market laughs> stuff.
1: breaking news Bucks cut Leonard Fournette, sign Leon Bell, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then still give the ball to LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But, no, I, I think there's a bunch of t- – I mean, you're talking about Le'Veon Bell here. He's pretty much a fit in any offense. Um, But there's, I think, Philly, Arizona, Buffalo, the Rams, Steelers, and my dark horse would be the Kansas City Chiefs as my favorite landing spots for him. And we're going to see how this plays out. Probably on our show later in the week we'll be able to tell you Chicago, where I go maybe what and what we think about that. So stay tuned for that on our weekend show of the Open Mic Podcast. But
1: yo, hold up does does this not seem like a Patriot signing right here? You know what?
0: I totally wasn't even thinking. I totally wasn't even thinking yo, about New it, England. That's actually a really, really good call, dude. It
1: just it just it just dawned on me. I'm thinking like, holy shit! I'm and running through the, through, teams, through the teams. I'm like, there's got to be some more fits out there. And I'm going through divisions. I said, holy fuck. Belichick was going to pick him up.
0: And if he goes to the Patriots, I'm trading him on a fantasy team. But he
1: he fits that off. He would fit that perfect too.
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. Especially I mean, the they of get offense, fucking, running with Cam Newton.
1: Yeah, they get fucking touched five, four or five touchdowns at a Rex Burkhead. Like, the, the guy can go for three scores.
0: But that's my fear though. These The Patriots, first of all, I don't ever fuck with Patriots running backs in fantasy. Just because... No. One play is Burkhead. One play is White. Another play is Michelle. And now we got um, Harris in there, the rookie who had a huge day last week, over hundred yards versus the Broncos.
1: Yeah, no, I hope. I hope not. I hope they don't. He don't go there.
0: I mean, not the Broncos, the Chiefs. I'm sorry, that's that's the last game they played with the Chiefs. But um, uh, he
1: could. I mean, he, the Broncos could sign him. <laughs> they signed Melvin Gordon when they had Phil Lindsey. They got all three. Fuck them.
0: Facts. <laughs> As I said, all these teams just hogging running backs up. What about the Ravens? Mark Ingram, Dobbins,
1: you fuck it, man. Shit.
0: You got four running backs. Dobbins, Ingram, Bell, and Jackson.
1: Oh, Carolina.
0: To replace C-Mac.
1: <laughs> I mean, yo,
0: the, the Panthers are low-key competing in the AFC South, though. They are. They're low-key competing. That actually might not be too far-fetched. I just don't know if Le'Veon would go there. He's nah. probably one that goes to go a situation where he can play – Make a playoff
1: run. How many? How many phone calls do you think his agent got right now?
0: Oh, I'm sure every team in the league reached out already.
1: Because you know they tried to trade him. They probably 100%. tried to. They, they definitely tried to trade him. Those teams are like, nah, we ain't take. We ain't, we ain't taking that cap. You know, we'll keep a fourth round pick. He, he's going to get released anyway. Because that's the Jets do. They're dysfunctional. They're a dysfunctional <laughs> franchise.
0: Facts. They, just can't, the they can't. No they can't. Reason.
1: They can't. They can't get it right. Yeah, it's
0: it's it's hard being a Jets fan. There's I, no
1: I, accountability. I, There's no accountability. I listen. I listen to the sports radio up here every day in, in the North Jersey area, and that's all they talk about. Adam, he don't have no accountability, and he's got. I mean, the the day is just waiting for him to get fired.
0: Yo, I'm actually shocked that now Adam Gase. Is go. This is another topic I wanted to hit on on the show. Is the coach firing? We saw we saw Bill O'Brien get relieved of his GM duties and coaching duties in Houston. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a fan of Bill O'Brien. I think he's actually a pretty good coach. Yeah, he can uh, coach. The problem is they gave him GM duties, and that's where it all went downhill for Bill O'Brien in Houston. But he was the first coach fired, and I'm actually beyond shocked at that. And then now Dan Quinn is fired along with the Falcons GM.
1: Rightfully that, so. That
0: move, that move probably came two years too late for Atlanta. Yeah. But I can't believe Adam Gase still has a job.
1: I I don't know, man. From what they're saying up here, like everybody thinks it's a matter of time, but the connection between Joe Douglas and and Gase is is, is, is deeper than what everybody thinks. Like like one got the other one the job here, you know what I mean? Like, right. And with Avion going like that, almost kind of tells you like, okay, gates is going to stay here a little longer because right. after chose, after the first game after the, the first game it. of the season at the first game of the season, Christopher Johnson, right? Yeah, the Christopher Johnson, owner of the, uh, not the owner, whatever. Christopher Johnson. He came out and said that gates is. An offensive mind guru. After the after the first game of the season, after their own one, and we haven't seen any signs of that at all. Even when he was in Miami last year, up up until this point. So that's probably why he's he's still here now. So they don't you know look like complete jackasses, right? After the, the whole organization said, "Oh, he's an offensive guru," and then they fire him, but he's not the guy for the job. Well, my
0: thing is the Jets Jets front office and ownership came out. A couple of weeks ago, and said that Adam GaSe is under evaluation. Um, after the team started 0 and two or 0 and three, they said they are he is under evaluation. We are going to evaluate him on a week by week basis. And then the week after they say that, they lose to a team in the Denver Broncos who traveled across the country on a short week with a third string quarterback and lost. If that don't get you fired when you're already under evaluation, I I don't know what the fuck will.
1: Nah, I, I don't I I don't know. I mean,
0: then you come out, you trot out senior citizen Joe Flacco just <laughs> because because Darnold's hurt.
1: Then wait, hold wait, hold on, wait—he's hurt. He didn't play this week, but he came back in the game last Facts. Thursday. Made no sense. <laughs> oh.
0: And then there's also oh. just been other decisions with Adam Gates too, like. They put Makai Becton back out there when he was clearly hurt. Guy was wincing in pain after every play. And then finally, when the first quarter was almost over, they finally put the backup in. And I'm just like, like, what are you doing? Like, nobody, yeah. even, like, no, no player is going to want to play for you if that's it, the it, type of shit you're going to go. Like, bro, we're 0-3. Why the fuck am I out here if I'm hurt?
1: It, Especially he's bad. your
0: first-round draft pick. Protect, you're not doing nothing this year. If he's hurt, keep, put him in bubble wrap on the sidelines.
1: Their first three picks aren't doing nothing. Well, I mean, Beck, no, Becton was, was playing pretty well. He was good.
0: Beckton was a beast. And then, yeah, he got hurt. And He's Denzel hurt. Mims has been hurt all year.
1: He's been hurt all year. Same thing with Ashton Davis, her third-round pick. I don't know. You know.
0: But I feel like – I feel like – look, I'm, let me ask you this. who Who's the next coach to get fired? Because I have two prime candidates in my mind. Adam Gase. Or Matt Patricia.
1: Ooh, who's gonna get fired first?
0: Yeah, because I think they're both gone after this season.
1: Yeah, they're both going after this season. Uh,
0: oh, so, mean, the season. Ah man, so I mean, you could take it out and tell me they both finished the year.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Gates gets fired first before Patricia. Patricia's definitely gone. Yeah, guys, he's, done nothing. He's, he's and, definitely and he's gone, to,
0: and he's supposed to be this great defensive mind outside of the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know what team blows more leads defensively than than the Detroit Lions.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, it, it only it only begs the that's the question like how much pull did we have in New England for the on the defense?
0: Yeah, or was that all Belichick? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Belichick. I wouldn't if I was an owner or GM. I'm not hiring a single coach. That comes from a Belichick staff. They've all sucked. Yeah, they've all sucked.
1: I don't. know. was okay.
0: Yeah, but he was. Was he ever? He was never a coach under Belichick. Uh, ah, right
1: no, nah, I guess now nah, he was a player. No, nah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, coach
0: he you. he actually came from Bill O'Brien.
1: Yeah, he came from Bill O'Brien's coach. Yeah, but I, I would definitely play for Mike Vrabel. One
0: hundred percent. Yeah, he's I definitely think, a players players coach. Yeah. But. And there's going to be some targets out there. I mean, teams going to get, get Dabo Sweeney, maybe a call from Clemson, try to talk TNB. him out of there. You know, every year there's rumors that Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma is going to be the next top thing after you saw Kingsbury and McVay. And then even Matt LaFleur with the Packers, teams that like them, them young, innovative minds. So maybe Lincoln Riley gets a shot somewhere.
1: Dabo Dabo, Dabo Sweeney is a, is a college coach. Hundred percent. He's a college he's Nick, coach. His, he's, uh, a newer, that's not,
0: he's a newer Nick Saban.
1: That's not he, you know, that whole that's not NFL style coaching, head coaching. He can't. And why I mean why why would he want to leave either? You know?
0: Facts. I'm just throwing names out there, and then you have yeah. Eric Baleny from the Chiefs. Um, Although Lincoln
1: Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley I could see in the NFL.
0: But people are actually saying Balenymie, while he might get interviewed, they said that any team that hires him No matter how good of a coach he might be, um, obviously, because we don't know how much is him, how much is Andy Reid with Kansas City, but anybody from Andy Reid's tree has a pretty good shot of being successful if you check his track record.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But Eric Bellenemy actually has a bad history of domestic violence. Oh, shit. And abuse. I actually was not aware of this, and I started saying people, um, one of the guys I respect in the industry, uh, Ben Albright, who covers the Denver Broncos out in Colorado, he said that a team who hires the is going to have to deal with the backlash. And then I was like, huh? I was so confused. So then I, I read up on it. And he was actually fired when he was the coach of Colorado, you know, the University of Colorado, the Buffaloes, um, for his for off-the-field actions. And then the Chiefs gave him a job as a – assistant and then he worked his way up as the offensive coordinator so now i mean people might be able to be ready to overlook that me personally i don't give a shit <laughs> uh you whatever you do often i thought ray rice should have still kept playing like who cares if, if if you're if you're if you're a plumber or you're an accountant and you go home and beat your wife but the next day you you wake up and you unclog some pipes you boss don't give a fuck as long as you show up to work on time and keep doing your thing. And I think, like, don't get me wrong. Like, if, if he's in trouble with the law, then okay, absolutely. But if there's no charges pressed or nothing like that, keep doing your job. So, I mean, me personally, I'm overlooking that. And it was years ago, so maybe people are But we do live in a social media era with a huge cancel culture. You, you tweet the wrong thing or word something wrong and you're out of here in 2020. So it's going to remain to be seen. But then teams also, if you don't hire Belenemy, you bring him in for an interview and say you don't hire him because you want to take the moral high ground based on his past, you're going to face backlash either way because you're going to be racist if you don't hire
1: him. Yeah, yep.
0: So teams are in a lose-lose situation when it comes to Belenemy. But I do think he's going to get – He's going to be one of the most sought after targets this offseason in the coaching carousel.
1: I mean it's been like that for the last two seasons at least.
0: And he hasn't got a job, yeah. And he hasn't
1: got a job. I don't know. I mean make some guys, maybe coordinators are just meant to be coordinators. Right. You know, like Jim Schwartz. He wasn't <laughs> a head coach. He was he's not he's definitely not a head coach. And I and he's definitely not a coordinator either anymore
0: facts and I'm glad you just brought this up cuz this is a perfect segue to the next topic I want to talk about the fiasco that is the Philadelphia Eagles if you guys didn't listen to anything that was said this today by the Eagles coaches Jim Schwartz basically just said fuck everybody it's not my fault um they asked why he was asked why he didn't call a timeout when he saw Nate Jerry lined up on Chase Claypool with the game on the line on 3rd and 8 and he said not my job to call timeouts. That's the head coach's decision. And then Doug Peterson doubled down on that and said, I didn't want to waste a timeout. So you could have called a timeout where you need to get a stop to win, to have a chance to win the game. And you said, no, nah, I'd rather keep the timeout. Makes no fucking sense. No fucking sense. No,
1: nah, no, nah, it, it, it's an absolute shit show. But let's, let's not let Jim Schwartz off the hook there because he's the one, call, he's the one calling the plays. He's the one putting the personnel out there on the defense, and- but
0: that's 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 what I was actually going to get into. According to Jim Schwartz, he is not the person putting the personnel on the defense. Mister Nerd Nerd Fuck Howie Roseman apparently <laughs> says, and this was this was said this morning, and every an Eagles reporter I'm, I'm forgetting who it is right now. Said he talked to people and confirmed.
1: Jeff that McLean. Was,
0: yeah, well, he was one of them, but then there was another one. I believe it was Chris Chris Infante. Um, I believe it was Chris Infante, and then he said, "Yeah, no, I've talked to people and Howie Roseman, the GM, who doesn't know a fu- wouldn't know a football if it hit him in the fucking forehead.
1: <laughs> Howie
0: <laughs> Roseman is saying who's active and who's inactive on game day." And he said the coaches are actually frustrated with it because how he told them he would give them an update on Wednesday on who he planned to make active and who he planned to make inactive. And the coaches haven't heard anything by Wednesday during a single week of the season. So they're stuck in limbo not knowing who they're going to have active and who they're going to have active. And then Jim Schwartz said that even last year dating back when the team had Nigel Bradham he wanted to get other guys some looks, but Howie said, no, Bradham needs to be in there. We gave him an extension. Bradham needs to play. And he said, same thing this year. He said, Howie says who he wants out there, who he wants to see playing. In my opinion, Doug Peterson and Jim Schwartz, while I still have my reservations on Doug Peterson as a head coach, um, and how much of that 2017 season was actually Doug Peterson, Um I tend to give him a pass because not only did he win a Super Bowl, he's got us to the playoffs two straight years after that with injury-riddled rosters. They somehow made the way into the playoffs, winning a division. And then this year, trying to weather the storm. We'll see how it works out. But if Howie Roseman is making these fucking decisions on who's active and who needs to play, this Eagles team is in way worse situation than we even anticipated. We already know they're in salary cap hell. There's going to be big contracts coming off the books this year. They're going to have a lot of tough decisions to make this offseason. This coaching staff, Doug Peterson, and his 75 fucking assistant head coaches can't come up with a creative game plan to get guys open. It's amazing. I watch all these other teams, and it's like almost every play there's somebody wide open, and the quarterback just has to hit them. Now, Wentz has to throw in a double coverage every play. His, his, most, his most creative play – is uh, Miles Sanders running a wheel route? Because typically he's matched up on a linebacker. You just gotta float it out to him. But it's like none of the if you have all this speed and like no idea how to utilize it. You got 85 offensive assistants. You're too prideful to hire an actual offensive coordinator because you think you're the smartest guy in the room because you won a fucking Super Bowl. And Jim Schwartz, obviously no idea, but now now that this is coming out that Howie Roseman is saying who to play, maybe Howie Roseman is the guy that fucking loves Nate Jerry. Maybe it's not Jim Schwartz. Like Who knows? But Sean Bradley uh, maybe. He's rookie linebacker, rookie linebacker at a Temple, played four plays versus the Steelers on Sunday and had two tackles. He's already having a better season than Nate Jerry. You need to see Sean Bradley in there. I want to see... I don't care if he sucks. You took him in the third round. Davion Taylor needs to play. That's the only way he's going to learn and Get adjusted to this NFL game and the speed of the NFL game is to play, and he can't be worse
1: than Nate Jerry. He can't be no, worse. No, he can't. How many? How, how can you be worse when Nate Jerry is allowing a perfect QB passing QB rating allowed on him? he's, he's, he's been targeted twenty three times and he's and he's allowed twenty three receptions. And a, I- a QBR of one fifty four. Point six, I think. I think that's the highest.
0: Yeah, he's been absolutely dreadful, and he don't. And apparently, even when the Steelers run the ball, or when teams run the ball, he don't have a fucking clue where the ball is. I sent you the picture last night. I posted it up on yeah. my Instagram story. You can check it out at Sean Redden Sports. Chase Claypool was running to the left hand side, and Nate Jerry is peeking in the backfield to the right. What the hell is going on?
1: Yeah, yeah, he, he, he. he there is no way to defend that on a film.
0: I'm gonna have to double check when I turn Madden on. Like his play recognition better be a fucking zero.
1: <laughs> it better be a zero. His fucking like, zone coverage better be a zero.
0: Yeah, I mean it's absolutely crazy to me. Fucking. And it, like I said, when I, I was already frustrated with this Eagles team because Sunday was a winnable game versus pretty good Steelers team. Offense did their job. You can't give up twenty nine points. You offense can't score twenty nine points against one of the league's best defenses and you lose. Defense has to come up with a stop. And you can't let Chase fucking Claypool score four touchdowns.
1: Watching an Eagles game is like the ultimate roller coaster, high low, man. They they come out, they shit the bed. You're at an all-time low. Then they get back in the game. Yep. Then they get right back in the game. Thinking, "Okay, here we go. We're 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 down by a score."
0: And they had all the momentum. If they get off the All court, the momentum. There was no doubt in my mind they're winning that game.
1: Just no, no situational awareness either on, on that last touchdown on, on, on the defense right. side of the ball. Jerry, with even Nate. if
0: you thought, because it looked like Jerry kind of bit. He thought it was going to be an in route. But even if you think that, still go backwards and then just yeah. make a tackle because he shorted his sticks.
1: And where was McLeod at, too? You know, like. He would Claypool had him beat, had his man beat from from the jump. Right. You know, and there was no other threat to McLeod's side of the field that was like that that was pushing him. Okay, I I you know I gotta I gotta break on this or or I gotta I gotta double on that. Claypool ran right up the seam. Yeah. Right up the fucking seam. And just walked into the end zone. Man, it's 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 frustrating, man.
0: And then Schwartz it's, Schwartz actually said at his press conference, um, that play play call we had on third down was a good play call. Big Ben just recognized it. A
1: cover Big two. Ben was
0: able to diagnose it at the at the at the line of scrimmage. It wasn't a good fucking play call, then, Jim.
1: Dude, that he, they probably they probably came out on some other fucking play. He saw it, he read the defense. He saw. Come on, really? Yeah. This this is a slam dunk. Just run. This is a slam dunk. Check it was a little hot route.
0: You know, me me, me and you used to used to, used to, to get it going in the fantasy football uh, leagues out there in Jersey. You know, uh, we, we hung 90 on cats before.
1: Uh, hung 90 so, on cats. Soon, yo, soon if the, I go
0: to the line of scrimmage and I see Nate Jerry lined up across to you, I'm giving you the <laughs> thumbs up like Romo did to Dez when he was covered by Kerry Williams. It's, it's that's a it. a tutty, Nate. Nate, Nate, Nate,
1: Nate, Nate, Nate Jerry couldn't put the hands on me in a phone booth.
0: Bex. I'm I'm coming to the line of scrimmage. I'm just
1: looking right at you, like this is That's fucking putty, bro. Yeah, we had. Yeah, we would, we really would hang ninety on cats.
0: <laughs> we really did.
1: <laughs> it was like it was like an, an arena flag of football. I mean, ninety points. People probably like, oh shit, ninety points. How yeah, it was it was it was a weird style of play, but
0: yeah, it was definitely yeah. a weird style. But of play. we but we ain't lying. We're not lying. Nah, I used to. Me and Nick, we were like Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison <laughs> in them leagues.
1: So Sean Sean would throw, like, you would throw, like, seven, eight touchdowns in a game, and I would have, like, five.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's just what it is.
1: That's what it is. But,
0: you know what? I'm moving on from the Eagles before I blow a gasket. I'm trying to keep it chill right now before I blow a gasket. We got – hold on. Real quick before we move on from the Eagles.
1: More breaking news.
0: How bad do we lose to the Ravens on Sunday?
1: Well, Knowing that we couldn't stop Claypool, how the fuck are we gonna stop Mark Andrews? That's that's who's number one. Cover
0: Marquise Brown.
1: Who's gonna cover Marquise Brown? Because we don't, we don't have speed in the secondary.
0: Because Deontay Johnson was getting by Slay.
1: Yeah, Slay is didn't only.
0: There was a couple ticky tack pis that I don't think should have been called. But if Jalen yeah. Mills is lined up at corner again, smoked.
1: Oh, so, smoked. Nah, he he he's 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 he's, he's got to be done, man. Come on, the Jalen Mills experiment as safety wasn't wasn't that great. Uh, I'm just
0: happy to see fans finally giving him heat. Like motherfucker, he died. He dyed his hair green, and fans just oh, I love Jalen Mills. Really, I, really? Because he dyed his hair green. That's got to be the only reason you like him. Let him let him get cut and go be the fucking purple goblin on the Ravens or something like yeah.
1: He he would be he would be fourth starting corner on the Ravens. If that, <laughs> if that. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, no, we have, we have no speed, and I, I don't think Slay, uh, is that that's a good matchup with Brown, like you know, because corners like that, I mean, they're, they're, they they they're struggle against those those fast receivers, those fast small guys, yeah, that, that just eat up space and, and, I'm and not, get and, and Vince, get vertical.
0: And from an offensive perspective, like like I said, I think Wentz is playing well right now. In the last two weeks. But, and the, the Ravens, I actually think, give up some shit on the ground. But we know Doug Peterson, once Miles Sanders gets right. 10 carries, he's done for the game. He's cut mm-hmm. off. And then, like you're telling me, as much as as much as we like Fulgham and uh, Hightower looks pretty good and Quez Watkins was active last week, got open on a couple plays, you're going to tell me they're going to go out and th- they're going to be able to get open and create separation against Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey and guys like that?
1: No exactly. Uh when when Fulham broke out against the Niners like Sherman was Richard out. But
0: Sherman wasn't out there.
1: They didn't had you know they didn't have any any good corners on the field. Uh right. the Steelers the Steelers, the Steelers, while, Steelers while
0: we talk about how good the Steelers defense is, it's mainly from a front seven perspective Yeah. you have Mika Fitzpatrick right uh, playing deep, but like Joe Hayden he he
1: old as his up. days are his days are numbered. Yeah. Like just this, this uh, thing,
0: Marlon Humphrey like Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters going to have a day.
1: Steve, no. Mike Hilton is is a good slot corner. Yeah, but he don't play on the outside. But yeah, yeah. You know I mean,
0: and and at the for, a pra- by- for a
1: practice squad, a practice squad player that's, that's playing in his in his third game, going against all pro corners. I mean, you're you're you're, you're going to have to come out with some shit.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to get creative. And Zach Ertz got to got to grow some fucking balls for the first time in his life. Oh
1: man, he and have he, a game. He, he he is he's acting like he doesn't really want to get paid, and, man, quite, my, and quite and quite honestly, was, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't give him that money. Hell no, hell I wouldn't no. give him that money.
0: What's George Kittle money right now? You're not earning fucking Chris.
1: First Chris of all, 30. first of all, how how old how old is George Kittle? Number one, George
0: Kittle is like what
1: 25, 26? right? And and Ertz is what thirty, right? Pushing 30. 30, yeah, going thirty. He's done.
0: That's what I said. You have a He's guy done. named Goddard, and you know how much I like the the third. We got Dick Rogers as the third string tight end right now.
1: Yeah.
0: But you know me, I fuck with Hakeem the Dream. I can't Yeah, what about for him your guy talk? Hawk?
1: What about your guy Hawk?
0: Yeah. I mean, Ert Ertz, like I said, he he said he wants George Kittle and, and Travis Kelsey money. Nah, no shit. Like, right not... now
1: you don't deserve OJ Howard money. Oh, dude, 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 hold up. All 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 like last year and like oh the top three tight ends, you got Kittle, Kelsey, either one, and then, like, they always put Ertz up there. Ertz, right now, Ertz isn't even – Ertz is not better than Mark Andrews right now. Hell no. I'd take Mark Andrews over him. I'd fucking take Darren Waller in a heartbeat over Ertz. I would
0: take Darren – I would take John Smith over him.
1: Yeah, well, because yeah, cause he has a lot of upside. He's young. He's he's fast.
0: And the dude – and the dude from Green Bay. Tottenham? him?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: right now, Zach Ertz right now isn't – he might be a borderline top seven. I take
1: I take our second string tight end over Ertz. He's on our squad.
0: Got it? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. I've been called a hater for that, though, for the past couple years, and I'm like, no. No, I'm people tired. don't realize, the
1: Eagles, man. The Eagles'
0: problem and why they're in cat hell right now is because they keep paying guys for what they did. You gotta pay guys for what they're going to do.
1: Exactly. What, yeah. You pay exactly. Guys for what
0: they're going to do. Like I just saw today, they released Casey Tuhill. They waived Casey Tuhill, the rookie defensive end that they got from Stanford, who actually has played pretty well in limited snaps to act so they could activate Vinnie Curry. Like, bro, fuck Vinnie Curry.
1: Vinnie Curry, come on, like, man. Yo, you you let, him go, you're you're let him go. You let him go. You brought production. him back.
0: You're getting solid production out of Brandon Graham, Sweat, and Barnett. Let Two Hill be another rotational guy. He's younger. You don't know what he can be. You know what Vinnie Curry is. You know what Vinnie Curry is. Like enough enough with these old fucks, bro.
1: That's why like, these old fucks. That's why you let him go in the first place.
0: Right. And then after this year, like I'm done I'm done with Djax. I'd rather see yeah. I'd rather see the kids God. play. Yeah. I'm done with Alshon Jeffrey. I'd rather see the kids play. Like, Yeah, we love we love the
1: kids, man. We love the kids.
0: Enough of these old guys, man. And it kills me to say that because I fuck with DJX. and I And I respect Alshon. Eagles fans hate Alshon. I love Alshon for what he did in 2017, playing the whole season with a torn rotator's cuff and bringing the Super Bowl to Philly. I will forever love that, man. But it's time to go. I'm
1: DeSean out. Jackson I'm out. Has I'm out He
0: has played. And I'm not talking about actually did anything, but he's been dressed and on the field for six out of a possible twenty-two games as an Eagle. <laughs> That's not it, bro. And if you really only remember him doing something week one last year. Other than that, he's just been fucking running.
1: That's it. That's it.
0: He's not even catching pass. He's just been running. I'm just I'm tired of these old. You gotta move on from these fucking old guys. Stop bringing these old guys back. Like, Jason Pierce, as soon as Jason Pierce came back, I'm like, bro, you let him go for a reason.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Stop it. And then his ass is going to ask for more money to play tackle. Like, come on, bro. Just retire. You play fucking four <laughs> games a year.
1: You can't block nobody anymore.
0: No, he's getting, he was getting his ass whooped while he was out there. And then people were like, oh, another big blow to the Eagles, losing Jason Pierce. That's the best thing to happen to that fucking That's not,
1: player. yeah, that ain't. Yeah, big blow if it was ten years ago.
0: But we want to talk about a big blow. Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, yeah, ankle surgery done for the year. We saw what used to be the Red Rocket, but I call him the Blue Bullet now that he's in Dallas. Andy <laughs> Dalton, he actually looked good.
1: Yeah, well he's not. Come on, he's he's not a big quarterback, especially as your as your backup. I mean, uh, you know,
0: and he got weapons to throw to.
1: He's got um, weapons to throw too. And
0: I, I saw a guy. Um,
1: he's the best backup in the league.
0: I saw a guy. I forget who it was, but he was catching heat because he said on the broadcast that Dak Prescott getting hurt might be a good thing for the Cowboys defense. And like they were like, "How the fuck could you say that?" Blah blah blah. First of all, as much as Cowboys fans wanna wanna lie to Tony
1: Tony Dungy said that. Yeah, on Sunday night, as him, as and, him as and him, him fans, and him him and Chris Sims.
0: Yeah. But as much as Cowboys fans want to lie to themselves and say Dak Prescott was having a good year, no. He led the league in passing yards. He's breaking passing yards record. But you know what the top five passing yards leaders from last year had in common?
1: They all missed they, the playoffs.
0: They all missed the playoffs. You know how you get? You you know how you break passing yards records? You're losing a lot in games. Yeah. yeah. Like, stop. Dak Prescott, everybody said, oh, he played lights out versus the Browns. The defense has to get a stop. No, he played lights out when they were down by 30, and the Browns went in to prevent and was just giving up shit just to try to get the clock moving. Dak Prescott, when the game was tied 14-14, I'm sorry, the Cowboys were winning 14-7. From that moment on, Dak went five drives. He had He was eight for 15 for 55 yards and two turnovers. That's five straight drives with zero points and two turnovers. Then, once the game's out of reach, he balls, oh, my quarterback's a battler, my quarterback's this. Stop it. Dak Prescott was not having a good season. Passing yardage means you're losing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's crazy to me. But I, And I actually agree with Tony Dungy here, though, because the Cowboys' defense is absolutely fucking terrible. Absolutely dreadful. But now, we already. Well, that was my biggest thing when the Cowboys – Hired Mike McCarthy, and they were all excited about that. I'm like, if you ever watch a Mike McCarthy coach team, they don't run the ball. Zeke about to be one pissed off dude because they don't run the ball. And you can see that. I mean, giving the Cowboys a trail, so they have to throw the ball. But even early in the game, Zeke's not getting touches. Dak is throwing the ball at an astronomical rate. Now maybe with Andy Dalton in there, they can rely more on Zeke, get the time of possession in their favor, and it keeps the defense off of the field for them to not be gashed like they have been getting gashed. And I think that's where Tony Dungy was going with that. And I actually agree with that sentiment. There's enough playmakers on this Cowboys offense where Andy Dalton can win you some ball games, but you have to figure out a way to keep your defense off the field.
1: Yeah. Uh, they're definitely definitely running the ball with Zeke will, will help the defense out because that defense is on track to be his, historically bad. Oh, yeah. And but I said, going, that. I said
0: that before the year that they were gonna, I said their yeah. secondary was gonna be trash. But then they lost Vander Esch, and now they're just getting gashed on the ground, too. And I,
1: I, and it don't make no sense because before the season started, they, they released a haha Clinton Dix, who, who who's a, who, it's, he's a pretty decent player. I mean, he's better than what they have out there now.
0: But to say, haha Clinton Dix would probably be the best player in their secondary right now.
1: No, they 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 got. Uh, Xavier Woods is is okay. He, he's a good play, even though he 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 said some really dumb shit did last week talking <laughs> about how, how players don't. You can't play one hundred percent of the time.
0: one hundred
1: Like, come on, man. man. Like, 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 like this, this, like this, this ain't baseball. Like, you you hit a little dribbler back to the pitcher. Like, you can just you know drop first. You're not beating it out. You know what I'm saying? But football, come on, you you can't fucking take plays off. Right. Like. You, if you take if you take a play off on defense, you you either get fucking burnt or you get right over.
0: hundred percent.
1: You meet the running back in the hole. You come up flat footed, soft. All uh, right, yeah. You know, I'm just gonna kind of wrap up here, and boom. <laughs> you're you're fucking. You're you're on your back. Yeah. You when, when, blown I, up.
0: I, when I heard them comments, I'm like, bro. Like, there's no. I mean? There's no way that just came out your mouth.
1: And then the other side, then I mean, the guy, uh, Darian Thompson. He he's he's so bad that the Giants had him. They cut him. He's been another play. They cut like he's come on. They're but they're better off keeping Jeff Heath, <laughs> <laughs> the white guy. You know, he's 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 picking off Patty Mahomes and almost taking it back for six. Yeah. In Las Vegas. But
0: well, I mean, the Dak the Dak injury is a huge blow to the Cowboys. And I think right now, as bad as the fucking Eagles are, they're in a the driver's seat now to win the NFC least and host another playoff game. If you if you don't win the if you don't win the division now as the Philadelphia Eagles, then yeah. I'm telling head's head's gotta roll.
1: No, head head's definitely gotta roll. Somebody somebody, if not people anybody has to get fired. Like a couple guys starting with starting with Schwartz the Schwartz experiment is over you know Howie can't I can't go to through another NFL draft with Howie right getting, and, absolutely, and, nothing. Absolutely, getting absolutely
0: nothing getting absolutely nothing out of your second and third round picks
1: and you know I mean I know Doug's taking us to the playoffs the last two se- the last two seasons they after we won the Super Bowl but it's it don't look like we we've progressed. Like we've just barely made the playoffs. Yeah, Wentz.
0: You know Wentz, what I mean. Wentz has gone backwards since losing Reich and Filippo. Yeah, you know and we're not winning. That's not arguable.
1: We're, we're not winning the division at twelve and four, thirteen and three. You know, like feeling good, top two seed in the NFC. Like we're just barely getting in. The last week of the season. We gotta win yeah. and we need two teams to lose. Like
0: we're getting in. We're getting in because our fucking division is garbage. Exactly. And the Cowboys completely shit the bed last year in Philly. With with Dak's hurt shoulder that wasn't hurt the week before and wasn't hurt seven days later when they played the Redskins. Um, but don't don't let Cowboys fans hear that. No. Let Cowboys fans tell you Dak's arm was about to fall off. Even though he threw for four tutties and eight and eight, and uh three hundred yards versus the versus the football team. Well then the Redskins last year. Cow Cal-
1: Cowboys fan Cowboys fans will tell you that he's the best QB in the league right now.
0: Exactly. I you know I, know, at, I look look listen, I work with one.
1: I work I, I, I work with a guy that tells me that every day.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won't divulge his info. <laughs> But, um, Rook, before we get out of here, speaking of people who are just, who are just cooked, Drew Brees,
1: cooked. It's sad to see. It. I, said sad to see. Year,
0: I said it last year, Drew Brees, Drew noodle on Breeze. the longest completion the Saints had last year was thrown by Taysom Hill, and what the fuck, Taysom Hill stinks. And he had their longest completion last year, but Drew Brees legit cannot throw the ball. Past fifteen yards, he, Yo, he like
1: it's every. It's either a, a dump off to Kamara, and hoping to, you know, he, he 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 breaks a, a big game, slants, drag routes, and out routes. That's yeah. it. That's like it. He, like you he want they go. have
0: they have they have uh, Traquan Smith, who who can who can get busy running, yeah, uh, deep, <laughs> but he's basically non-existent on that offense because it don't he's matter. Not,
1: He's he's not, man. You you could you it's it's not hard to game plan for the Saints anymore.
0: It's not because you you just need to put eight in a box and then you, you stop the run and then you take away the short the short routes, yeah, and you got the Saints offense bottled up. I actually I was watching the game last night versus the Chargers and I'm like people are gonna say I'm crazy for this, but this offense would be a hundred times better with Jameis Winston.
1: It would. Limit. Like he, minus, you might have to
0: live. You might have to live with the turnovers, but right. I guarantee you, you'll put up more points.
1: The only thing Drew Brees don't do, he don't really turn the ball over a lot, like Jameis. So that's what that's I said.
0: It. You're gonna have to live with the turnovers, but but you're 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 gonna score more points with Winston. Yeah, you'll
1: definitely put up points.
0: Like it's it's, it's wild. That's wild to me. And, and Drew Brees. I mean, the way Sean Payton talks, like he he's kind of kind of certain that Drew Brees isn't gonna be on the team next year. Um, with retirement but
1: nah he has to he, he can't he has to he, it's this is it this this is his yeah. farewell tour. He reminds
0: me he reminds me of Peyton Manning's last year with the Broncos. Maybe not as bad but he also don't have a legendary defense like that Broncos team had
1: Mm-mm. to
0: live off of this Saints defense is bad.
1: The, but you know they got they got some good players on there and and Going into the year, they they last year they were a good defense. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know.
0: They signed Malcolm Jenkins, who gets abused. That's by probably why. That's that's,
1: that's probably um, why.
0: And then you have, I mean, Patrick Robinson was in no man's land last night. Oh my Thomas god, touchdown on third and ten.
1: Oh my god.
0: But talking about guys that are cooked real quick before we get out of here, the last thing i want to hit on, JT Real Muto. Phillies catcher, without a doubt, the best catcher in baseball is probably cooked with the Phillies. He's going to hit the free agent market, and now the rumors are swirling that he wants $200 million, a $200 million contract, and I'm sorry, love JT. No doubt I want him back on the Phillies. But for $200 million for a catcher, don't let the door hit you.
1: Nah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, like, for the best catcher in the league, like, how much is the best catching in the league worth?
0: Not 200 mil, I'll tell you that. And especially for a guy who's who's going on, I believe he's 29. So, he's getting up there in his 30s. And, you know, catchers don't really last like that because their knees go. Because there are yeah. people who are always crouched down every game. Especially yeah. for the amount of games that JT Real Muto catches. And I know the pitchers love him. He calls a great game. Um, he's throwing, You can't steal on him. Guy throws everybody out. But then I seen some fans talking about, well, you can sign JT because pretty much everybody thinks the NL is going to get a DH in the, in the whether it be next year for full-time or the coming years, the NL is going to get a DH. They're like, well, when he gets old and can't catch anymore, he could just be the DH. But here's the problem with that. As we say, JT Romito is the best catcher in baseball, and he's going to bat close to 300. He's going to hit 15 to 20 home runs. He's going to – that ain't no fucking DH.
1: No, you better be catching.
0: Yeah, you don't hit. He's not a good enough hitter. No catcher is. For let me just put that out there right now. Not, not a snock to JT Real Muta. But there's no catcher in baseball that is a good enough hitter to be somebody's DH.
1: You, a couple of years ago you could have argued Gary Sanchez was. Yeah, but now we see that. But now but now, yeah, but now we see how that how that turns out.
0: Yeah, got yeah, and I mean Gary Sanchez absolutely mashed.
1: He was a great hitter, team. and and he couldn't and he couldn't catch behind the dish to save his ass. One
0: hundred percent, yeah. Terrible defensive catcher, but yeah, the dude raked. But now he fell off completely. It's like the league got a book on him. The last catcher, the last catcher, I would say that could be somebody's DH, is Joe Mauer. Yeah. Because while he didn't hit for crazy power, the dude batted 320 every year. Yeah. You could take him as a DH. But even even guys like um, Yasmany Grandal for the for the White Sox, and him and JT are like neck and neck for the top two catchers in baseball. Not neck and neck. I think JT is better. But Yasmani Grandal is like the consensus number two catcher in baseball. You think the White Sox are going to make him their fucking DH? Hell no. No. Like, I'm sorry. I want JT back, but not for $200 million. And then the people that were like, yeah, pay him whatever, and then he can be a DH now. He's not a good enough
1: hitter to be a DH. Yadier Molina was was one of the best catchers in the history of the game. He
0: was never a good hitter.
1: Was never a good hitter. Never. Oh, he 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 improved. He 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 got he improved he got, throughout he his career. Got,
0: he got better. Right. But I
1: mean, but like he was going to DH.
0: Carlos Ruiz, would you make him a DH? No, no. Fuck no. Buster Posey, would you make him a DH? Fuck no. Like catchers, they just like they're just not like they have so much on their plate outside of hitting that if they hit it's just
1: Buster Posey. Oh my god, I haven't heard that name in years.
0: Yeah, since they instituted that pussy rule at home plate because he broke his leg. You gotta avoid Buster the slides. But um, how old
1: is he now? He he's gotta be like thirty five. They,
0: they actually have a pretty good catching prospect in Joey Bart. Who probably is going to take his job soon? I mean, the Giants mm-hmm. roster themselves is just old as hell. Yeah, um, they got they got rid of Hunter Pence, and then he obviously just retired. But he was on the Rangers um, when he retired. But they got Evan Longoria, who's old as hell. He's
1: Tyler, still playing.
0: Yeah, yeah, the he's a
1: Giants third here. baseman. Get the fuck out
0: of here! But you got Evan Longoria, you got Buster Posey, you got Big Panda. Pablo Sandoval. Oh, Sago my ball. God. This he,
1: fucking team is fucking
0: terrible. Terrible.
1: Holy shit.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. They literally just were like, yo, you're about to retire? Fuck it. Come on. But, you know, Gabe Kapler got him waking up early, drinking them smoothies, rubbing on that coconut butter.
1: <laughs> he rubs on them.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> that's where that's where Gabe Kapler belongs out there in San Francisco. You know, a little, little little suspect out there in San Fran. Yeah, I've heard yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, from.
1: I've I've heard too. And I've
0: heard San Fran is sus- suspect. Up. But real quick, like we're talking about not not. This is gonna be the last question I ask you, and then we're gonna wrap it up because we're going on an hour here. You have you have hundred million dollars, two hundred million dollars. You can give it to three players. Who are you giving it to? JT Real Muta, George Springer, or Trevor Bauer?
1: Who I, I got to pick one of them?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you think you can finagle two, then you go ahead. But I, I'm saying you, you got $200 million. You can sign one of them three because they're going to be the top three free agents, in my opinion, this year.
1: Ooh. I want to say Trevor Bauer.
0: I'm with you. I'm on the same page. Now, don't get me wrong. I think George Springer feels. I was need. gonna
1: say Joe, George is a very close one.
0: George George feels a need, but I'm low key a fan of Adam Hazley. I'm over Roman Quinn. I'm over Roman Quinn. I don't the guy. The guy is guy is for somebody who runs like the speed of the like light makes too many fucking errors in the field. Like how are you fast and you're missing that many balls?
1: Why is his name even still relevant? Like he, he should have been shipped out of here three years ago.
0: Facts, but I, I'm I'm low key a fan of Hazley. I think that's a guy that can bat bat two fifty to two eighty for you. Hit a few dingers, but he's gonna play very reliable center field for you. I'm actually a fan of Hazley. I'm over McCutcheon. I'm over oh, McCutchen yeah. and left. But I think Springer feels the need. But Bauer, you get Bauer in here, then you're talking about a rotation of. Nola Wheeler and Bauer
1: 100%. And then
0: Arietta is going to be gone obviously. Um, Vince Velasquez needs to be in the bullpen or off of this team. And you still but my biggest thing is you got to get a bullpen if you're the Phillies. I think they were a bullpen away from being a legit contender this year. In my mm-hmm. opinion, nobody had nobody blew more leads than the Phillies did this year. I think out of the 60 games they played, they had a lead and lost in 27 of them. Like, yeah, that's 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 unreal. Do
1: um, you think you think Springer hits the market?
0: I think he does. I think the Astros are low key about to rebuild. You lost Garrett Cole Verlander just had surgery. He's not young. You have cranky who's older Carlos Correa and Altuve. their best years might be behind them. Um, and you had a magical run with them um, for them few years, given trash cans included. But you had a really good run with them. But now it might be time to go ahead. Like, I mean, Alex Bregman is still young. They'll still have him. You have Jordan Alvarez, who was hurt this year. But he's super young. He's another big power bat in that lineup. Um, Tucker, who's young. But it might It might be time to see, I mean, if they lose to the Rays, they're down 2-0. With the lack of pitching outside of Granky and Verlander, you don't know how is going to bounce back. That could be a team who's looking to go elsewhere and maybe retool.
1: No, oh, yeah. Uh, Springer can definitely go. I still think Correa and Altuve have a lot left.
0: Yeah, I think Correa has more left than Altuve. yeah. But they're definitely not young. But I think Springer, whether he re-signs with Houston or not, I think he definitely hits the market. Hmm. Just as just – if you're a baseball player, why not? Exactly. Why not? Hit the market and see what you can get. But if the Phillies lose JT Real Muto, they're going to have one pissed-off right fielder. There they are. Guy campaigned all year. To sign JT, but if I'm if I'm well, I don't know who the hell the GM's gonna be now because Klentak stepped in. They basically treated him like Chip Kelly did, Howard Roseman was like, just go sit in a fucking closet down the corner <laughs> and stay out of this shit. But if I'm the front office of the Phillies and J- JT Muto says I need two hundred dollars, I'm gonna call Bryson here and be like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm not paying JT Muto. $200 million no. when I can go out and get a guy like Trevor Bauer or a guy like George Springer. Or I can take $200 and sign an entire new bullpen.
1: That's what we really need.
0: Facts. But you they do need another starter now. With uh, I mean, Spencer Howard will probably be in the rotation this year, but he didn't look that impressive coming up this year. Um, but again, like we just talked about, we talked about earlier in the show, it was a weird season. This whole this whole shit was weird with COVID, the guys going back to the 60-man camp and then coming back. And it's really hard to judge somebody on this type of season that they had, especially yeah. with no fans. But they got to do something. But if they feel he's giving JT Rio Muto $200, $200 million, I don't want to hear shit from ownership. You still got other major holes to fill. You better open up that checkbook. Yeah,
1: they, they still won't. They still won't be able to compete without with that bullpen.
0: One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Or starting pitching, like we just said, you're going to have Spencer Howard, Nola, and Wheeler. Who's the other two? Arietta is no longer here. Well, hopefully, nah. Arietta is no longer here. His contract's not. Nah,
1: you, you need you need starters, man. The, the teams that win the teams that win the World Series have the best starting pitching.
0: One hundred percent. And then you have Velasquez, and then you have Eflin. You, you have a bunch of guys that are just. You know what they are, Eflin. I'm actually wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind him being the fifth starter. Eflin, I think actually has some good shit. Yeah, but Philly gotta figure out something. I'm out on J.T. Realmuto two hundred million dollars. Bring me Trevor Bauer. Bring me George Springer. And the Eagles better figure this shit the fuck out of how Roseman is really saying mm-hmm. who dresses and who's not and who plays. We're going to wrap it up for episode three of the Open Mic Podcast. I'm Sean. He's Nick. And we'll holler at you guys on this weekend. Peace.
1: Later.